The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. Well, that'd be wonderful. He's always terrific. I did. And here's Fiona. And there's Jim. Hi, Jim. And Essie's here. I've discontinued our call, so it won't. Good. Hello, Essie. I was uh, talking to somebody this morning who was uh, frustrated because she was suffering again. It's not frustrating that, damn it, I'm suffering again over the same old thing. Well, I've been through that. The bad news is we're never through it. It's too bad we're never through it. But the good news is we can be free from it. The good news is we, as it keeps happening, as Mara keeps appearing, our freedom keeps appearing. Our compassion is keeps appearing if we recognize it. The Buddha was assailed by Mara. You think you have it bad. These are like Mara was on an elephant with you know hordes of vengeful deities attacking him and then all, all kinds of stuff. I won't go into it. Some of it is a little, uh, I don't know, sexy <laughs> seduction. But he he touched the earth. He touched the earth, and he said, "I am here, Mara. I am here." And then, um, you know, maybe we, we think maybe we think it stopped for him that he had this brilliant awakening into this magnificent light and never got assailed again. 
But sorry for the bad news. He kept getting assailed all of his all of his life. You know, he had he had to keep touching the ground again and again and he, but the good news is he was free again and again and again. But that's available to us. So last um, last time we were together, we talked a lot about awareness, how that this awareness, this light, this simple knowing quality is is always here. Oh, talking about Buddha, uh, Freda. Freda asked who I was talking about. Now I'm talking about you. That yeah, that, that awareness is always here, and awareness is always free. This knowing quality is always free, and it doesn't suffer. And that's a pillar of well-being. Taking refuge in just this knowing quality. And and there's another quality that's intrinsic to us that we're discussing today, which is something that we all have all the time, every moment of every day, is this wish in us to be free. Challenges come our way. Problems come our way over and over and over again. We're nice to somebody, really, really nice, and then they're mean to us. Ugh. And we could try to fix that problem, solve it, talk it over with them. But really the only way of fixing all of our problems is recognizing this compassion in me, in you, this kindness in you, that you really want to be free. And um, and it's really great to practice this. And I think it could get worse for us, you know, as we get pretty, we're pretty, I'm pretty old. I'm, <laughs> as we get older and older and older and we get sick, you know, it, it could get worse for us. So it's really good to practice this, to recognize that what trumps all of our afflictions, every one of them, every single one of them, is this desire in us to be free, this compassion. She said something nasty to me. I was really, really nice to her. Well, I could try to fix it. That's a good idea. You know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe fixing it is just walking away for a while. 
taking a break. But more than that is recognizing in myself, in yourself, what we all have. None of us want to suffer. This is a refuge. Some people actually invite their suffering, invite Mara to assail them. It's called Tonglen practice. Some of you do Tonglen practice, and it's inviting all your suffering to come into you like black smoke. It's a very powerful practice. I know that this has changed some people's lives. Breathing in the black smoke of not enough, of grief, of anger, of fear, of lack of self-esteem, of lack of recognition. Oh, nobody even knows I'm alive. Lack of being criticized. All these things. Never ending. First noble truth. There is suffering. Unfortunately, every one of these squares here, every one of these squares here suffers. Unfortunately. So maybe we could look at each other. Look around. And notice all of you suffer. Every one of you suffers in your own way. You've probably already suffered today. And if you haven't, you'll suffer again. You'll suffer soon. All of us in our own unique way. And from our compassion, wishing you to be free. May you be free. May you find your compassion. May you find your freedom. May you find your your own inner wish that is deeper, that is more fundamental. than these concepts that go through our mind on the surface, the surface of our mind. Deeper than that. embedded in our nature is freedom, is awareness, is compassion, is kindness, is love. And is wisdom, the wisdom that knows this, that knows the way to go. This uh, 13th century mystic Meister Eckhart, he talked about devils assailing us. You know, there were in, the, in these this hell realms, these devils that are assailing us. And that the devils are actually angels 
urging us to let go and let be. To let go and let be into who we essentially are, which in a way is nothing. You know, it's let go into nothing. We're just molecules. We're just space. We're just, you know, changing, changing, changing. Everything is changed. We're nothing, really. Nothing graspable, nothing permanent, nothing fixed. Let go into that. And just let be in that. It's possible. Yet we're not nothing. So much, it's full, it's everything is rich, appearances, sensations, thoughts, feelings, relationships, so much can freely flow, freely flow if we have this open, unfixed, compassionate, non-sticky intention. Intention is the key. It's not a special feeling. It's an intention, this compassion, this intention to be free of suffering. This deep and profound wish that's capsulized in that metaphrase, that wise metaphrase, may I be free from suffering and its causes. Can you recognize this in yourselves? This desire for freedom. Can you sense it? Sense it's there beneath the surface thoughts of the mind. The wing says, it says, uh, the Garuda has two wings, the wing of wisdom and the wing of compassion. This big bird that flies freely through the sky. So let's meditate a little bit. And it's really helpful to begin meditation by relaxing into the body, letting those surface thoughts, your thinking mind, drop into the body, into the ground, the earth of the body, to calm the mind. to calm the confusion. So let it drop way down into the feet. Aware of the feet. Aware of the calves. 
And notice as you're aware of these sensations in the calves and the thighs, how the sensations keep changing. There's not one sensation, there's not one thigh anywhere. It's just changing sensations. Really, awareness is aware of change. Aware of the base of the spine, the lower back, the upper back, behind the heart. And relaxing and opening the heart. But with the, an altruistic wish that this meditation today, and this gathering today, will not only be a benefit to me, but the vibes, what I'm feeling, the peace that I'm feeling, will be a benefit to others, will be a benefit to everyone in this group, will be a benefit to my loved ones. This is bodhicitta, this compassionate wish, which frees us a little more from the clinging of ego. Meditating for everyone, everywhere. Marinating in that big compassionate wish. And being aware of the rising and falling of the breath. And relaxing the shoulders. Carry a lot of tension in the shoulders. You might want to scrunch them around a little bit to relax and open the shoulders. And relaxing the upper arms and lower arms and hands. Feeling the changing sensations in the fingers. the palms. And relaxing the throat chakra. Maybe feeling some release of energy into the face and relaxing the facial muscles. The eyes. smoothing out your forehead. And relaxing the entire body, opening the awareness wide, as big as your room. And just relaxing completely. 
and now giving up all contemplation of your body or anything and simply be. Making zero effort, zero meditation is non-meditation, not even meditating. Yeah, just the freedom of just being. This simple, natural state Effortless, not fabricating anything. And if there are thoughts, just let them be. They're part of our nature. If there is silence, just let it be. There's always, there's always silence. There's silence between the thoughts when there are thoughts. And there's silence when there are no thoughts. We don't need to grasp silence. Being yourself, not needing anything, just this raw existence that keeps 
existing. With prescience. And maybe getting in touch with some dukkha, some dissatisfaction, some some pain that you've felt recently or that you're feeling today. Some feeling of fear or agitation or grief or anger. There's a huge menu. And feeling it. Inviting it in. Welcome. and feeling it. When we're outside the river, we're not swept away by the river. Changing our relationship to one of awareness, of the depth of this grief, the energy of this anger, of this fear, whatever. And embedded in this dukkha, embedded always is this wish to be free of it. It's right there with it. Embedded is compassion. Not Locking it, not trying to fix it, modify it, change it, just allowing, accepting, fully feeling. And what's deeper, feeling what's deeper, the intention, the wish, Recognizing this in yourself. This compassion. It may help to recognize by saying the phrase. May I be free of this suffering.
by prayer. May I be free of this suffering. A prayer arising out of compassion and its causes. In feeling this kind wish for yourself, this care, caring for yourself, is always there. Our best friend. Loving us, wanting us to be free. Honey. May. May you be free, honey, of this suffering. And dukkha comes and stays and goes. More dukkha comes and stays. And but the. We're always free. Like the Buddha. You are the Buddha. this source of great well-being. Taking refuge in compassion. Taking refuge in awareness. Taking refuge in love. and in wisdom, in seeing, recognizing our deepest nature, our Buddha nature. Okay, thank you. Slowly open your eyes, look around. Uh, during that time, it was it was very difficult for me, and um, it triggered it triggered me, 
and um, my feelings were hurt. And I don't know. I just couldn't understand why she did what she did, et cetera, blah, 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 all that stuff. But it took me a while. Um, and, I, and I know she felt as badly as I did. And I think we both kind of regretted how it all happened. Uh, but I had a hard time. That, that's the devil part. And then the, the angel part is that um, I meditated a lot. I spoke with people a lot about it. I meditated a lot. And I really concentrated on getting back to normal with my with that relationship and um uh i think that i think that's how how it turned into some angel activity because it kind of, it really it really helped the meditation helped i did forgiveness meditation i did other kinds of loving kindness meditation and although i didn't quite you know it, everything's not all back hunky dory right now but um i think it it will be back to normal i i got to the point where i felt for it to get to back to normal i had to make the effort to act normal <laughs> so that meant making the phone call you know uh chatting with her on a friendly way, asking her about her life, listening to what she could share with me, you know, following her activities and her, her children's activities and, you know, just being more open to, to talk with her about normal things. And, and it's gradually fine. <laughs> Everything's sort of getting back to where, but I, where it was, but I find that it, it does come up sometimes still and I go back to the same thing I go back to um, meditating with it and, and learning more about compassion and forgiveness and loving kindness and trying to really make them a big part of my life so thank you now these devils are our angels leading us to greater wisdom Greater compassion. It's beautiful, beautiful story how you freed yourself and freed your relationship to some extent. And I'm sure you've freed her. Yeah. I think so. The magic of compassion. Anyone else? Marianne had her hand up, David. I don't know if she's still. I think she, Marianne, disappeared. Are you still here, Marianne? Oh, there you are. Good. I'm mute. Yeah, I, I'm still here, but I realized that someone from our group had already spoken. So I, I thought. Oh, no, no, it's okay. Um, no. Okay. Please. Um, well, I have really been attacked by Mara in a way that I usually am not because I usually have a lot of equanimity. I was saying my personal mantra for many years has been a Lojong slogan, bring to the path whatever may happen. But I got stuck in being angry at an injustice going on by a, a, a panhandler pulling a scam on the uh, Better Joe's that I work part time in, and I 
I'd have to give a lot of thought to uh, to why I was getting so hooked into it and being angry and uh, him getting away with it. And anyway, your what I said was your what you talked about in our meditation or about being constantly attacked by Mara and then being you know ang- our devils being our angels. Um, I finally began to recognize a lot of ego was going on for me because I felt he had personally made me, this panhandler had personally made me part of a scam. He was running inside the store when I was just being compassionate to him and understanding of his, his story. And then you came to the large bird with the two wings of wisdom and compassion. And I wear a ring, even when I'm working, that is a a mindfulness ring. On one side, it says, let go. And the other side is a flock of birds taking flight. And so now, because of the synchronicity, if you're speaking about the bird with the two wings of wisdom and compassion, I will also think of that into my ring. It's it's going to be with me. So, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I'm at peace. Thank you. You know, we don't attach to consequences. We can't control the consequences, but we can influence our freedom. Our freedom is always there waiting for us with open arms. Peace is always waiting for us. Someone else. I see, David, I see a hand, Glossia, is that? I think that's how you say her name. Oh, she yes. must be on another gallery. Yes, okay, yeah, please. Hi. Hi, everybody. Um, so this is my second time in, in this group. And we had a very sweet group with Ken, Nancy, and Patty. And we, I didn't, I don't know, I don't think we follow any of your questions, David. <laughs> suggestions but we were open to just meet each other and uh ask you know ourselves um what what was up at that moment there it was about retirement you know how um some of us uh realized uh, how fast and how the fast pace we were living in and how we missed so much of ourselves in that you know, working and uh, children and house and and so each each one of us were speaking about our own experiences uh, of retirement and and Nancy being the oldest of the group suggests us you know that she did a, a interesting things in her retirement and she was suggesting us to really do it <laughs> whatever we you know you think that you want to do it just do it and 
it was very fun to be with them and sweet to share, you know, this, this transition of, you know, being a working person into retirement, you know, this adjustment that is so big, at least it's been for me and for them too, and how we are uh, having this space instead of feeling the life being narrower, it's open, opening up in so many ways to know ourselves and the possibilities as, as we are healthy and um, alive still. So I think, I hope guys that I did, I did a good job saying what we, we shared, but I just want to say hello. And also um, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Great. Yes. Just, it's just, it's compassionate to hear each other. Take it in. It's, and it's so, so healing to hear each other and to learn from each other. Anyone else want to, you like sharing what you, what happened in your group? Yeah. I just, our, our, our group was a, just a very tender mm-hmm. and uh, open sharing on the challenges of um, health, life, the preciousness of life and love arising through challenges. It was just very, very beautiful sharing. And I thank our group. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, let's take a break now. And then uh, we have my wonderful friend and teacher, Robert, here with us today. Um, so, yeah, it'd be great to hear, hear what he has to say, and, and we'll just carry on from there. And so, remind people, if, if you don't leave the Zoom, then you'll stay in your small group. Yeah. Yeah. No. Well, we'll we'll probably shift to another. He wants to do it a little differently, but it's okay. Come, but it's good to leave it leave it the way it is. Yeah, we'll set up new breakout rooms. Okay. Okay. It's just nice to sort of like <clears throat> settle into, um, you know, coming back in. So we're going to walk in this shallow end again. And this is a poem by uh, the Irish poet John O'Donohue, who many of you are familiar with, and I uh, really adore his work. And it goes like this. And if you hear the background sound and it's just too distracting, um, just give me some, let me know, and I'll, I'll go back onto the mute here because I'm hearing saws now. So let's take a nice deep breath in. And as you let your breath out, exhale through your mouth and just relax into this moment. Relax into sitting here quietly, feeling yourself in your body, simply receiving these beautiful words from this poet. May the light of your soul mind you. May all of your worry and anxiousness about your age be transfigured 
May you be given wisdom for the eyes of your soul to see this is a time of gracious harvesting. May you have the passion to heal what has hurt you and allow it to come closer and become one with you. May you have great dignity. Sense how free you are. Above all, may you be given the wonderful gift of meeting the eternal light that is within you. May you be blessed and may you find a wonderful love in yourself for yourself. May you be blessed and may you find a wonderful love in yourself for yourself. So I just muted the background sound <clears throat> again, so it won't disturb us. So the theme of what I wanted to uh, talk to you about today is one of presence and how we anchor in presence. So I'd like to incline the focus of our collective attention onto this topic through the structure of a guided reflection more than a guided meditation. It's just a guided reflection here. And as we begin this um, reflection, um, I want to say that wisdom lies in observing our own mind. This is where we will find wisdom. So looking at a screen full of people is a little bit distracting for most of us. So I'm going to invite you to gently close your eyes and relax. Just relax. There's nothing that you need to do. There's nothing that's supposed to happen. I'll simply guide this reflection and you are the recipients. You're simply receiving the words, seeing what comes up in you. And as I go through this, allow the sense of shifting gears and settling down to be known. Feel yourself settling. You're turning inward now just for a little while, just for a little while. So you're simply arriving again in this moment of awareness, recognizing what it's like to be with yourself in this way, in this new moment, 
this moment that never was and never will be again. It's been said that the root of wisdom lies in observing our own mind, as I just said. And it's also the root of compassion lies within us as well. And seeing that root is what we're going to be focusing on here. So in this moment, as you begin to feel yourself settling into this guided reflection, allow whatever is being known in your own direct experience, allow it its moment in awareness. As David said, invite it in. This is what is happening. So I'm going to ask you to take a couple of nice, deep, full breaths in through your nostrils. And as you exhale, exhale slowly through your mouth as though you were in a parachute, simply floating down. And do that two or three times. A nice, deep breath in through the nostrils. And then a slow parachute down, exhaling through your mouth. This kind of breathing activates our parasympathetic nervous system. Helps us feel connected to ourselves a little bit calmer. And savor the feeling, the awareness of relaxation, of release, of letting go, just for this moment, into the freedom of non-trying, just being. Relax here into your own direct experience. Notice whatever is happening, the flow of experience, the flow of thoughts, of emotions, sounds, sensations, attitudes and states of mind. Let it all be known as it arises and passes through awareness. This is what's happening. Don't reject your experience. Don't hold on. If you find yourself drifting or getting lost in the flow, which sometimes happen, You can direct your attention to contact points. The chair that you're sitting on, the feeling of contact, the feeling of being supported. 
the feeling of being safe. So connect with the embodied experience and the direct knowing of being rooted, of being grounded, of being stable in this moment, just in this moment. This is the direct pre-verbal knowing, the awareness of being anchored. The awareness of feeling safe in the groundedness and the anchoring. So I'm going to invite you to find your own anchor. This could be a contact point, such as the felt sense of your feet on the floor. It could be the awareness of breathing as it moves in and out of your body. An anchor is a place or an object or a feeling that you can return to at any time to reconnect to the awareness of stability and safety. For me, one of my anchors is the deep longing I have to be free from suffering, to awaken. When all else fails, I look to see, has that been lost as well? And it never is, it's an anchor. So find your own anchor. And now, if you've identified an anchor, I'm going to invite you to, from that place of feeling safe, of feeling grounded, feeling confident, call up a memory or imagine a situation or a time when you yourself were faced with a difficult personal challenge or personal loss. Sense into how that feels when you bring that situation to mind or that experience, when you recall that experience. And sense how that feels and how much you truly want to be free from the suffering 
that you were going through or that you are going through. This wish to be free from the suffering, visualize in your mind's eye in as much detail as you can what this is like for you in this situation of challenge, of loss. Know you have the blessing and benefit of your practice. You have agency and can depend on your practice or your religious or spiritual tradition for support. Sometimes when we're faced with challenges, we lose sight of that. But you have the blessing and benefit of your practice. You have the psychological tools and the emotional intelligence to imagine, like we're doing right now, what it's like to be present with your own suffering in this very moment without abandoning yourself. To connect just for a moment with the reality of what you feel when you're challenged or when you've lost something and to just be with that feeling, present with that feeling in this very moment without turning away. This act of self-kindness is wisdom. And it expresses as compassion. It's a facet of wisdom. Compassion is the response to meeting this moment directly and not turning away from it, not denying it, not trying to fix it. Sense into how much you truly want to soothe yourself from this sense of suffering that you're going through. The acknowledgement of this wanting to be free of suffering is at the root of dukkha. This is what David was talking about. This is compassion. Compassion is being felt here as the desire not to suffer. And compassion can hold us without abandoning us in a need, in our moment of need. So feel right now into the wholeness, the wholesomeness, the naturalness of your own desire to be free from suffering and the wish to relieve your own suffering. Sense into and rest in the felt experience of your own wish. Sometimes when we look deeply 
And when we're honest with ourselves, we discover that our suffering feels overwhelming. And we lose connection with that wholesome desire to be happy and not to suffer. We try to escape our suffering. Our suffering is a gift in this moment. If we can meet it directly, we might discover that we're struggling with a sense of being flooded, being carried along on a river of confusing feelings, senses of inadequacy, frustration, impatience, anger, burnout, Fear, you name it. This may be what's happening to you. You may be feeling this. This is what many of us feel. Wisdom lies in observing your own state of mind without rejecting. So right here, Bring awareness to the emotional and bodily felt sense of what it's like to be flooded if your nervous system is feeling flooded. Don't reject it. It's a signal for us to pause, to slow down, to simply observe your own direct experience. So see if you can stay with the awareness of flooding, if that's what you're feeling, just for a little while. See if you can stay with the awareness of whatever you're feeling when you're challenged. And please monitor yourself. Don't go over the edge or you're likely to get carried away. Simply approach the edge of your comfort zone with respect. There's no need to stay there any longer than just a few minutes, just a few moments to notice what's truly happened. You are always in control. And you don't have to go there at all if you're not ready to do so. But please know that you don't have to hold it all or take it all on or try to fix anything. Please don't try. Just for the sake of this reflection, see what's happening in the moment of meeting that place of recognizing your suffering as you sit with your experience just for a moment or two. The root of wisdom lies in observing the activity of our own mind.
So when you're ready, you can open your eyes and come back into the room. And I'm going to put in chat a couple of prompts. And we're going to send you into breakout rooms. And the prompts are, what was it like for you, if this happened for you, to be with and clearly see a moment of flooding without resisting it or rejecting its reality? Could you just be with the reality of that? And the second prompt is, you can do both of them or just... Yeah, I will. Can you set it up in, in rooms of two? and? And just sort of share the time, and we'll bring you back at about five, five to the hour or four to the hour, and and then we'll have a quick debrief. I wish I had more time, but this is what we're working with. Oh, Stephen and Marianne are. Can you get Stephen in a room here? Let's see. Stephen isn't assigned. Yeah, let's see. I met Stephen in room one. You're going to put him in room one. Okay. Good. You did it. Except there's one room, one guy who's with you, and he shouldn't be. There's a guy with me. What room was I in? Oh, Jim W. Move him to... Yeah, I did already. Yeah. He's got to be in a room where he's going to make a room of three. Just the only, There's only one room of three. That's okay. Yeah. Good. That was just beautiful, Robert. Was it okay? Just beautiful. Absolutely. It was wonderful. Wonderful. And it, it's like, I tried to follow kind of on what we're the same, we're the same, you know, it's, it's amazing. Our, our teaching, I think our thinking about a lot of these things is very similar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, 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 I really loved your prompts, this art, that letter and it said, okay, no, I'll just do it like a, this reflection that takes you to that point. This is such a subtle point that people don't realize because this is where, just in terms of doing, you know, compassion work, this is where we lose ourselves. Yeah. This, you know, something happens and it'll show up as fear or anxiousness or being pissed off or, you know, some, and, we just lose ourselves. We don't see what's happening. Yeah. And when it's happening, once it's happened, once we've gone over the edge, we're over the edge. And all we can do is like be with it. This morning in my meditation, I was, I don't know what was going on, but my mind was just spinning. It was just going. And 
you know, I was watching the whole spinning thing happening. I was watching myself suffer. I was watching myself reacting, watching myself trying not to, watching the whole thing. And in the end, all I could do was make the determination to just sit there and not leave the experience. Yeah. I just sat there. You know, I opened my eyes and it looked like I had 10 more minutes on the timer and I just wanted to stop and I just made the determination. Yeah. But this is where I bolt. This is where I run away. This this is that point where I just don't want to be with the truth of my experience because somehow believe that that experience is wrong because it hurts. You see? And maybe, maybe it is. I, I don't think so. But so it seemed like there was a lesson for me. Yeah. But those kinds of meditations are tough. I, I, at one point, I would have called that a, a, like a bad meditation or a hard meditation. And now I, I consider it a gift. It's an opportunity mm-hmm. to, to, you know, be with the truth of my experience. And also, you, you know, we teach this stuff, but when we are in it ourselves, yeah. it's very humbling because sweet Jesus. When I, <clears throat> when I wake up in the middle of the night, um, I have these the most wonderful meditations. If there's some affliction going on, I can really let it in. And, and and be very clear and good with and and uh, and, and feel what's beneath it mm-hmm. and and it and it's like it, it does it, it opens up uh, uh, wisdom in me how to how to do this how to how to how to be free with my affliction but there's one that I cannot do <clears throat> very well and that is when I wake up too early, <clears throat> like if I wake up <clears throat> after I've been to bed for two hours mm-hmm. and maybe it's because I've had wine, but I'm, my, my body is so restless. I'm, you know, I just, just so restless mm-hmm. and I cannot, I don't want to sit. I want to lie down. So I just do, I lie back in my chair and I, and I am stay with it lying back in my chair, but, uh, yeah, that's that's something I have not been able to really, you know, that restlessness, wanting to move. That's a good description of what was going on with me this morning in my meditation. It's like, yeah, but it's not, it sounds like for you it was mental. It wasn't physical, though. Like I have, when, feeling itchy, like you wanted to get out I of here. It physically, yeah. Did I, you? I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, that's so hard. I did feel it physically, um, but it really was, it was more mental, but I felt it physically. So uh, normally I, because I, I sit on the floor cross-legged and it's very, yeah. it was hard for me to sit in a chair. Yeah. I don't know why it's hard for me to sit in a chair, but it is, but sitting on the, on the floor and it's generally very relaxed, but right in the middle of my spine, <laughs> There's like, I have a really sensitive 
area where if I turn wrong, it aches for a couple of days. And that's where it started to hurt today. It was like this, you know, I haven't even moved. How can this be hurting? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I think that let's, um, I'm going to broadcast into the room. Yeah. One minute warning. Broadcast message. One minute warning. So I'm going to close the rooms because that'll give them 60 seconds more. Okay. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Great. Don't talk so mean to yourself. Uh, shut up. <laughs> talking to. <laughs> Don't talk to my friend Freda like that. Uh, what what what's going on? <laughs> I heard you saying "shut up" to yourself. Oh, <laughs> everyone will be back in a few minutes. The one-minute warning gives the extra sixty seconds to wrap up in their breakup breakout room. Okay, now we're back. Great. So we only have a few more minutes. I wish that we had more time, but I would love to hear from one or two of you or a few of you if we can get that in. And if you go down to the bottom of your screen, to the far right, there's a reaction icon down there. And if you click on that, you can raise your hand. Some of you have already been doing it. And that way I'll be able to see you and not miss if you've raised your hand. Um, And there we have Susan. Great. Susan, thank you. Okay. Well, um, I found our time together very meaningful. And actually, um, Elaine, wherever you are, I don't see you at the moment. Um, I would love to be able to go on with our discussion. And I don't know how to get in touch with you. But Elaine began by talking about Tonglin. And I actually didn't know the meaning of Tonglin, but I really got it from her. And she talked about Pema Chodron as a good person to um, learn but um, she talked about her experience of feelings and that breathing is her anchor. And I think that's what I got, Elaine. I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but um, 
it was good to just be reminded of that. And then the phrase, this too shall pass as a sort of, as a way of comforting was one that my mother used so often. And for me, I went to um, the sadness, the, the feeling of, and I re-experienced it, the sadness, the anger, the anxiety, um, the fear of the future, the, um, all of this when the moment my mother died when I was with her at Stanford Hospital and she was fine and was going to be discharged and she had a massive coronary. And I re-experienced all of those feelings that came flooding to the point where I was hysterical. They actually wanted to put me in the psych unit. I was screaming so much and then I calmed down and I actually jumped in bed with her. I could not believe I did. Well, I did this and I was holding her and um, and saying, I'm really here for you, mom. But um, I came through it fine. But it was just really um, feeling loved was like my main anchor, feeling loved. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank, thank you for the experience. Yeah, thank you for sharing. Anyone else? I know somebody has something to say. Don't be shy. There it is. I I am very possibly at the end of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And I felt that being told that I have an appointment with an oncologist a week from Friday, um, where I may be told that. Um, And I felt that. But what really strange was once I sat with it, I went back to being an ex- a really, really young infant screaming. Mm. And I just went and I picked up myself and just held myself as I screamed and screamed and, and pounded. And it was like representative of the entire chain of suffering from my death all the way close to my birth. Mm. Mm. And I hold myself in compassion for that. And I have been through this whole ordeal. So thank you. Yes, Bruce, thank you. So I'm so sorry you're going through this. And also what you just shared with us is such a beautiful um, expression of compassion and a beautiful expression of wisdom. See, sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes in order to awaken the feeling of compassion, people will ask us to think of ourselves as a small child and able to take care of ourselves or an infant even unable to take care of ourselves. And now we can go back and hold ourselves. And in a way, this idea of meeting that moment of where we sort of lose connection with ourselves, meeting that moment where we feel vulnerable, open, exposed, frightened or whatever you see and just staying with that moment for just to see that moment. And this is the adult in us, or this is the wisdom quality. This is compassion. Compassion can hold that. Some situations can't be changed, you see, but that doesn't mean that we can't comfort ourselves or that compassion isn't there for us to be in that very moment where we lose presence with ourselves and we try to escape is what we do over and over again, maybe through lifetimes, if you, if you think in those terms. So thank you. And 
Thank you. Our best wishes as a community are with you. And and with, is it Shauna? Am I saying your name right? Sean. Sean, yeah, Sean. Thank you. So with both of you, I should go through this. So, my friends, it looks like we are have no more hands up. Um, and we are at the top of the hour. So I would just like to thank all of you for um, for being part of this senior Sangha. We've been going on here. And David and Fiona have been doing the heavy lifting. And I sort of come in and out as I can since I'm working full time. <clears throat> but this has been going on for years now. How many years, David? Oh, I'd say three. At least three years, yeah, which is really beautiful. And and there is a energy that's created by coming together in community like this. So the value of your presence, the value of your wisdom and and your willingness to connect and your desire to connect with one another. This is really something wonderful. And we share this not only with, with ourselves, but we share it with the wider world. And Gloria, I see that you have your hand up. Um, I think it's been four years because it happened before the beginning of the pandemic, which is now three years old. That's right. Okay. Well, it's even we've even we've got another year of momentum behind. Yeah, we were doing it IMC in person. We were. Yeah. Yeah. So, so and that was wonderful. But you know, being on Zoom opens it up to a much broader audience and allows people to come in from other areas, which is a beautiful thing. Um, so as we close today, I'd like to dedicate the merit of our coming together with a dedication. I'm, I may have shared this with you. I've been sharing it with other uh, groups that I teach with. Uh, I came across it. It's a dedication that Joseph Goldstein um, used, <laughs> and I really was touched by it. So I'm going to invite you to close your eyes again. Just take a, a no. breath and, and no. just... And put yourselves, put yourselves all on mute, please, if everyone would mute themselves. And the dedication goes as follows. May the merit of our actions be joined to the merit of all the wholesome actions of all the three times, past present, future. And together, may it all be dedicated to the welfare, the happiness, and the liberation of all beings. And together, may it all be dedicated to the welfare, the happiness, and the liberation of all beings.